What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, people of this fine place we call Earth. Thank you so <laughs> thank you so much for choosing weekly games chat. Uh whether this is your first time hearing us or if it's like your 301st time hearing us, because that's what episode number this is. What's up? My name is Sean. Uh, this podcast does come to you every Wednesday live from your favorite podcast source. Uh, if you are cool and you'd like to stream, I'm sorry, not stream. If you'd like to come watch the stream over on twitch.tv like the cool folks we have in chat today, you can do that every Tuesday. That's the day before our release. Uh, I'm not alone. Let me go ahead and introduce my uh, co my co uh, I don't want to say host because we're all like we're equals here. That's how we roll. They're like, co- is it cohorts? Cohorts? It, it works. It is what it is. Chris gave me a, a nod. John's like, just say my name because I'm the best. So that's where we go first with his God of War shirt. And his, um, I really like those headphones. John, what's up, my friend? Hope you've been doing well. Oh, I am hope you're having a very fantastic Wednesday. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. <laughs> The last day of March, some say, you know. Ooh. For sure. Yeah. Didn't think about that, huh? March yeah. is done. Chris is doing a fact check. That's <laughs> right, Chris. Yeah, you got to say check. hello to the peeps. <laughs> hey, peeps. Hey, hey, peeps. I'm Speaking really peeps. I'm really glad that because you got a new camera, it apparently helped your ability to see me point at you. I think hey. I think we're there, see, there, Chris. This is why when you when you ask yourself. When you, I know sometimes you ponder, possibly nude, under the covers with Penny. You go, why does Sean hate me? And this is one of those moments why Sean hates you, Chris. That's fair. Because no one, need, no one needs to know that I caught on and be professional. John, I'm sorry. You're right. I forgot to mention there's peanut butter involved, too, when all that's going on. <laughs> I'm yeah. messy in the bed. That's what's up. I hope everybody's been doing really good. I know Chris and I have. We can't wait to talk today about a topic. Uh, John, apparently I was, I was ear hustling, getting ready for the show and John got a new cable. I can't wait to hear about that. Uh, once again, hello, everyone. Hello to everyone in the chat. Thank you so much for joining us, joining us, uh, last week. I felt like you added a lot to the show, which was great. All of our pre-beta testers, we're all official now, you know, but boys, what's been going on? Uh, I want to kick it off with John and see how his week's been. Cause I just haven't seen my friend. How have you been, John? Oh, pretty good. I've um I'm I'm uh plugging away, you know, at life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um been watching a bunch of uh 24 <laughs> still. Like Kiefer Sutherland? <laughs> like Kiefer Sutherland. Like I've seen all these episodes yeah. 20 times already, but you know, it's Wait. all good. But I I want to give a shout out to somebody. I don't know if you guys so a guy, um, dang it, what's his name? Uh, you know, talking about the guy that's giving us something? No. Uh, <laughs> nope, nope, <laughs> not nope, the same nope, guy. Never mind. <laughs> Move on from that guy. What's the guy who's giving us something? That's something totally different. I just was going to say, I'll, I'll bring we'll that. It might, it might yeah. not be. We've, uh, I, I lost, I lost the things. Um, so I'm trying to give a shout out to somebody specifically, but because for some reason I can't get into the PayPal account, I, I forgot his name. I think it's Joe. I'm sorry. Has sent us $30. Oh, ah, okay. Rogan? On behalf of our 300th episode. Right. So that when we decide to go at some point to Chipotle, dinner's on him. Dude, I saw oh, that. In, there it um, is. Thank you. 
I saw that, and I think it was a direct message, and uh, I, I saw that it was sent to John, and I instantly, so you- I instantly went, "Oh no!" <laughs> As a joke, you know, that's the joke. Uh, if you guys remember, John, I think it was Chris. You, you correct me if you were part of it, but during when I had my accident, John was the facilitator of of all the generosity. I don't want to start crying because I will. Emotional Andy's going to come out, but. John was a facilitator of all of the love, right? Mm-hmm. And the money. And I unfortunately spent the money by accident. Yeah. There were so some never, that I made. The joke, the joke is that I may not have got the full. That's a joke. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, man. So we go to Chipotle. That's great. Jason, and I, I hope I don't butcher this last name. Jason, should I give the name? Is yeah. that okay? I, I would know. just go Jason. Say yeah, Jason. Twitter. Was just, it on Twitter? No, it was a direct message. It says, congrats on 300 episodes. The post-show Chipotle is on me. That mm. is great, man. I'm going to... Well, oh, it's it's at Big Griff. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's Big, Big Griff. Yeah, Big yeah. Riff. We know. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Thank you, So Big that was Riff. definitely on Twitter. Big Riff, you're the man. Thank you so, so much. You've been um, you've been a long-time listener, a long-time, you know, uh, interactor over on Twitter. We appreciate that. Um, uh, it's real funny, John, because uh, Nacho, of course, as you see it here in Twitch, says, see, John, an addiction is because uh, we're going to bring out the fact that, John, you got you a, a beer, right? <laughs> what are you drinking this week? It looks a little darker than normal. That's the it's the <laughs> so <laughs> this funny story. Clarissa, my wife, your wife, your wife, one of the places she goes to and it's the first place she goes to for grocery shopping. And if. And if they don't have it, they'll then she'll go to Publix or some other place, but she'll go to Aldi. Mm. Yeah. Now she doesn't let me go with her to Aldi because I break all the rules in Aldi. I could see you that. Know, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to I'm, there, there's, I don't know if you've ever been there guys, but there's a strict kind of um, honor system there that you do it this way, not that way. You, 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 you know, you, the, and the, the coolest thing is the shopping cart carts. You, you bring, she has an Aldi quarter. That she's it specifically just sits in her car for Aldi, and when she goes in there, she puts in the quarter, and it unlocks the shopping cart. Now you get that quarter back if you put, you know, when you put the cart back, you just take your quarter back. Hmm. But it's it's like a it's like it's it's like it locks it in place, so you don't you know. And no so I, when I'm in there with her, when I'm in there with her, my cart is in the wrong section of the aisle. I'm in people's <laughs> way, you know. Um, that kind you're of breaking thing. um you're breaking all d rules i'm breaking all d rules so she gets <laughs> all her stuff in there <laughs> and if there's stuff that they don't have then she'll go to some other place but she's been buying she's been buying me beer from there and so yeah. like th- this beer is like a i think i talked about it last week it's like a it's like a um uh geez a lager what's the uh, no it's it's well yeah but it's that green it's from holland What's the Holland beer? Oh, Heineken. Ale? Heineken. Yeah, it's Heineken. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <geez. laughs> so it's like a it's like a generic Heineken. It's good. It's a bootleg. Like, it's like a Heineken. It's actually really good. German for the most part. German folks in that yeah. area they they make good beer. So yeah, I am. The, yeah. Thanks to her, I'm an Alki. <laughs> <laughs> You're an Alki, and it's and because we stream on Twitch now, people are seeing it, John. So look, it's it's kind of like it's it's got to become it's got to become my thing. Is it your thing? It's probably better that it's your thing and not my thing, because no, I think it would be much better if it was your thing. How about <laughs> the that? show? Well, it, it might take well, us Chris. three years to get to uh to episode 400 from all the things that I just lose and forget to do. Well, 
We used to get to the topic. We we were streaming the topic, right? Uh, the the game is. I'm gonna say it. It's called uh. It takes two. It takes two. Yeah. No, no. We can get the MCA. MCA. Um. So people people are coming in and they're like, like the the questions are what's drink what's Chris drinking tonight? So right, everyone just wants to see me get drunk because when Chris used to drink when he streamed by himself on on the channel. Um, he was a alky and it was fine. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. Chris, what else other than it takes two to, you know, when we played it this week, what else did you get into this week that I don't know about anything? Um, any updates, any shows? Yeah. Did you watch the Falcon, uh, Captain Marvel thing? I've, I've watched a bunch of stuff. Uh, so I watched the second season of Solar Opposites, which is for those who don't know, that's the other show from the dude who made Rick and Morty, uh, that's on Hulu. And, the first season was good. This season, though, I think for those who were disappointed of the first one because it, you know, they were wanting more the craziness of Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. We get to those levels this time around. This there's, I mean, there's a monster that literally turns people into bottles of wine, and I'm not going to give away <laughs> how that happens, but it is quite hilarious to watch. <laughs> uh, and there's a uh, the the B storyline that they bring back and do another cool thing with, uh, which is basically just called the wall. Um, and I won't spoil that either, but if you were invested in that the way I didn't realize I was invested in it when I was watching the first season until I got to the end and I was like, why, why do I care about this little rat? And if it's going to make it, dang it, what is going on with me? Why am I crying? Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot more of that kind of stuff playing with different types of, uh, movie tropes and things like that. Um, besides that, I watched, uh, because Josh has been badgering me for about the last three months oh about God, it. Dude. He's been nonstop. Yeah. Dude. I watched the first three episodes of invincible, which is the animated show on prime, uh, from Robert Kirkman, his other comic besides the walking dead. Uh, and it's definitely interesting. A lot of good, uh, guest voices there. I won't spoil, but you'll probably pick them out if you've watched a lot of things through the years and yeah. pop culture and stuff. Um, yeah, but, the reason you say voice is because it's animated, right? Yeah. People may not know that. Yeah. It isn't they may not. Show. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We have one friend who's like, I'm animated. I'm not watching it. Anim- yeah. Right. Blah, 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 blah. We won't You're like, whoa, buddy. Well, calm just down. calm down. Calm down. It's okay. <laughs> um, and then, uh, of course, yeah. Watch the uh, new well, episode. The most of- important thing for people to remember. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, no. What, what were you saying? I interrupted you. I uh, uh, so, and then, of course, I watched the new episode of Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. And that's just kind of humming along. You know, um, <laughs> it's like it's six episodes. So I know I'm like it's no WandaVision. That's for sure. I mean, they're different shows, right? Like well, they're one Marvel. One is uh, was more of a mystery show, right? Like what the heck is going on in a, in a send up to sitcoms. And this is kind of just I would say it's more standard marvel fair right like it's it's action and plot development and i'm kind of like just sitting back right now going i bet next week it probably pops off just because that's the midpoint that's that's my idea um and it i mean i had a good tease at the end so i'm i'm looking forward to that uh to see that confrontation next week uh we we confirm still we do love a good tease right yeah this is true john oh this is a fundamental truth Fundamental mm-hmm. truth, exactly. It's almost self-evident. <laughs> um, Chris's, Chris's, as you see right here, if you're watching on Twitch, Chris's uh, secret lab chair still rocking. So is mine. But a quick update on mine. 
the support team to help fix my button issue. They're on top of it, but I got to say they have driven me mad. What's because, the button? Okay. So when I open my chair, the arm rests have these little buttons that you can push in and slide your arm any kind of way you need to. Right. Yeah. It's the front button. And it just kind of fell out when I undid the plastic. I didn't do anything hardcore. I heard and I read online, you know, they're great customer service emailing to them. Mm-hmm. They'll get back. They did. They got back with me. They wanted a series of pictures. At one point, they wanted a uh, did you serial send number. Them something you weren't supposed to. Listen, we don't. It's fine. Kind of like they, a bonus. They put it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want to call it. Yeah. A bonus. But uh, so they finally, they, they want another picture of the same angle I've sent three times. And apparently I'm missing what they need. But, you know, I got to give a shout out to them because the chair is legit. Let's be honest. If we can get Love those mine. sponsored. I'm in. If anybody from Secret Lab listens, hook us up, yo. Uh, but they are good, good chairs. John needs one. I just need my button. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think you uttered it on the podcast last week, and now it's all over my Facebook feed. It's mm. like, isn't that crazy? Because they, 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 they Secret Lab, they, they Secret they Lab, Secret us. Lab, and I'm thinking that's a good deal. <laughs> yeah, it's, le- it's legit. The stay at home sale is what we got all of our chairs on. So yeah, um, that's what's up. Uh, if you're a big fan of basketball, quick sports segment here in this intro. The Elite Eight is happening. Chris, mm-hmm. who do you got from here? Do you still have like maybe a Gonzaga or a Michigan taking it all? I I would bet think? I would bet on Gonzaga. Um, they're they're probably the most complete team out there right now. It seems like their year. But I, I mean, man, if I don't know if Michigan's ever going to get that one player back because if he ever comes back, they look really good. They're playing great despite that one guy from that team being out. Yeah. But I'm going to, I think I'm going to naturally kind of root for Michigan. I was a fan mm-hmm. of the fab five back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll just kind of see how it plays from here. Of course, our Alabama team got beaten this week. Sweet 16 by who UCLA. Yeah, that's right. It was, uh, yeah. it was weird. I was yeah. like, I was consoling Jeff. I was like, it's okay. We got beat by basically the Alabama of college basketball. Of college basketball. That's <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah. My uh, dad twi- was, my dad was, my dad called me freaking out that, that it was, he's like, I don't think they're going to do it. They're not going to do it. Oh my God. They're, it's like, they got 10 points ahead. They're 10 points ahead. Papa, <laughs> so, uh, Papa Barron was like hype on the game. Oh yeah. My dad's from LA. He used to listen to Westwood one back mm-hmm. when, UCLA was winning all those championships over and, and, and over and over and over and over again. And to remind everyone, that's where your love of like the Dodgers or the Bruins and things like that naturally come from because, yep. you know, Papa Baron or whatever. That's, that's Pop legit. Bear. Big Papa, Papa. Baron. <laughs> hey, and you guys know, um, got your hook or, up, got your hook up, son. Um, uh, wannabe gamer says, I just rewatched Afro Samurai solely due to Samuel L. Jackson's voice work. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty nice. Uh, but update on our winners. We are we are still moving full steam ahead on winners. We decided as a collective unit to give you guys one more week. Just one to more week. Su- to submit in that you want to be a part of the giveaway. The reason being, we announced it last Wednesday. We decided to do it. You had just a few days to get your, you know, your I want to win in for 300. Um, we want to give you one more week on that. So I'll probably post an update on Twitter. Uh, yeah, exactly. Nacho says, give me the free bucks. He's talking about virtual bucks. Of course, mom, he had a pretty funny, uh, uh, gif in discord where like a kid was going nuts. That kid's probably from somewhere and I'm going to get cussed out cause I don't know what it is, but, uh, I'll, I'll post on Twitter, discord, 
and and say it here again. If you want to win a, or have a chance to win at least one of three prizes, maybe more, um, we need to hear you say that uh, so we can put your name into the uh, the magical hat that we're going to be drawn out of. Um, so, yeah, we want to take care of that and give you another week. That's how we do. Um, it was from My Hero Academia. Chris, I got nothing. Did you know that? Do you know that show? Um, I know of that show mainly because a friend of the show, Josh, he's a really big fan of it. Yeah, yeah. Josh is it. awesome. Josh is up. But we just wanted to update you guys there now. It's looking like we're probably 16 or 17 minutes into this intro. Um, we got a couple of emails that we're gonna read on the back end. So if you guys have nothing else you want to add to the to the intro solves, we gonna, oh. we gonna let it simmer. Oh, oh two oh, things. Oh, One oh. there are two trailers out. Everyone should go watch. One, the new Suicide Squad trailer, which looks amazing. James Gunn. That dude just gets comic book movies i think and then yeah. to uh the new star wars show the big uh what's it called the big batch or whatever uh which bad is batch. Bad, bad, bad batch bad. that's it yeah which basically looks like suicide squad <laughs> for star wars um and uh is really nicely animated from what i saw in that trailer dropping on uh may the 4th may did the 4th be with you yeah did you guys catch who's in the suicide squad um idris elba <laughs> the so joker huh is uh, he really? Sylvester Stallone's in there? Is he a shark? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> that does make sense. And um, of course, you caught that because you are Sly Stallone. If I know you listen probably every Thursday or so, your internet is probably slow. You don't download the show on <laughs> Wednesday. John is your biggest fan. We need to do a meet and greet. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Uh, on that note, let's roll it, Chris. And welcome to the promised land that is Topic Time. Uh, this week, you're actually going to have two out of three of us who played this game, mostly because it was made for two people. It was called a co-op, um, and it even has the word two in it. But I'm going to stop there because I'm getting a little bit too much. I've taken too many clothes off, you know? I need to calm down. This is a podcast, not an OnlyFans account. Chris is going to now say in his sexy, sultry voice what the topic is. For this week, ladies and gentlemen. And he's also going to note that he forgot to write down the start of the topic time. And dang it. <laughs> it's probably fine. It's, it's probably, probably fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> but the topic is it takes two. I feel like in the old days, but when they didn't know and you weren't being watched, we had more arm movement on the on the oh, you know i should have uh bars. i should have you know because i've got it straight up so i have good posture right now i should have uh unlocked the chair so i could yeah it just went way back, back. <laughs> yeah 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 uh it's real funny immediately we got nacho in chat saying it takes two what two two what it takes two uh i think that's a great way to start this chris it takes two to tango mm. it takes two to make a thing go right that's the it one just, i always it, liked exactly it just the great thing about this game is that Chris and I had experience from this studio. Um, and I'll let you talk about that, Chris. And we knew going into this game, 
we were getting quality, right? We knew well, we didn't know what we were going to get. What you got, John? Well, my first question for Chris is when this when this game was being reviewed, it's it became a must play mm-hmm. on Metacritic, but then it dropped down to eighty nine, and, and it was no longer a must play. Do you regret your purchase? Not one moment. <laughs> no, That's because I think I think when this first premiered at the Video Game Awards, like Sean was kind of like, ah, because, you know, it, it's definitely a departure from the first one. Like, right. Yeah. Well, outside Brothers is its own thing. It's not co-op, but it's you're playing as two characters. Right. But like, you know, A Way Out is a straight up real world game. Everything that goes on there. Like, sure, it's got the action elements that. I wouldn't say it approaches like Michael Bay, but it's definitely, you know, like a John Wick moment and things like that, like where crazy stuff is happening and you're jumping and swinging and all that. But it's all based in reality, whereas this is very much a fairy tale, right? Um, Even something more akin to like a Mario game uh, in terms of its tone. So I think uh, I was on board to say, well, I want to the last one was so good. I'm interested to see what they do the next time. Uh, but you know, I was, I was also kind of hopeful that my, my faith that it would be something good wouldn't get let down, (laughs) you know, because I really, I've been waiting for a good game since basically Valheim. (laughs) We, uh, and the game that we played before together, guys, if you remember was a way out, right. And this, that story, you've probably seen it and digested it. Uh, if you're, you know, a fan of video games at some point. Uh, if you had the chance to play it with someone, you got a really cool experience. Um, no spoilers, but the ending kind of makes you go, I can't believe we're doing this after it was know, hitting, home, hitting home runs in a trailer park together. Yeah. Uh, but the developer is, is they're, they're legit. I think at this point, I don't know that they're a, uh, you know, obviously not one of the heavyweights, but they're the quality of game that they put out. They're and speaking of course of Hazel, Hazel light studios. They are, they're legit. They're like, only like 65 people. Yeah, that's what's so impressive. Yeah. Like I looked that up. You know? I was like, how big? I was like, have they gotten bigger? And it obviously, you know, I think one of the reasons that they've partnered with EA on these games, it it's helped them with the heavy lifting side, like where, you know, that's where the benefit of being with someone like EA is, is that like, oh, we're we're doing co-op games. How do we handle online infrastructure? Well, EA's like, well, we literally have 10 games that we, you know, are holding millions of people at any given moment. So it's not an issue for them, right? Which therefore yeah. allows them to just focus on making the game they want to make uh, without having to, you know, give in to the fact that they are yeah. a smaller studio. No sacrifices, right? Yeah. If, and straight from their website, they, they describe it takes two. They're saying it builds on the strengths of our previous games. And it says we combining fantastical world building with crazy story driven co-op gameplay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's really true. Uh, what I was going to do, Chris, uh, if kind of let this thing kind of talk just kind of naturally. But I, I did want to eventually highlight one of my favorite levels. Yeah. Uh, and if you, one comes to mind, maybe we can do that. You it, know, it's it's like so hard because. I don't want to spoil things in this game because no, no, I'm going to speak very generic yeah. about what's going to happen. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a way out a lot because that, that had a very impactful story. And I don't want you to think that it takes two, uh, you know, while it looks like a really fun platformer co-op game, those are great elements in it, by the way. Uh, I don't want you to think that the story is some lighthearted thing. If you play this as an adult, 
or if you're in a relationship, especially, there's going to be some uh, proverbial chords that are hit that you're going to go, wow, that's very impactful. Um, what can we say do you think about the story? Because really from the jump, the two characters you play, there's mm-hmm. a big thing. Can we technically, yeah. you think, get away with saying that? Yeah. So the the setup is basically you are, the two players are Corey and May, a married couple. Cody a, and oh, May. Oh, I'm sorry. Cody and May, who have a yeah. uh, a daughter, Rose, right? Isn't that her name? Rose? I think that's right. Rose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Uh, and basically, uh, Cody and May are to the point in their marriage where they're getting a divorce and Rose overhears this. She gets very sad. She cries. She has this book called the book of love by Dr. The book of love. Yeah, right. That's definitely <laughs> the most divisive character I think in the game. <laughs> um, but uh, she cries over and, and begs and she's made these two doll versions of her parents and begs Dr. Keem, the book of love to save their marriage. Right. Next yeah. thing you know, our two characters wake up and they've been magically transformed into these two dolls and they are just trying to figure out how the hell to escape the situation, right? Whereas then all of a sudden Dr. Akeem appears, who's a literal book, <laughs> uh, and he is uh, basically telling him, you got to repair your relationship and stuff like that. And, and away we go, you know, uh, and yeah. that's about the where you need to know where you're starting from. And and you start off really in a very basic ish. I don't want to make it seem like it's too easy, but it's a platformer. Yeah. And it's a very uh the game is a beautiful game. We're both playing it. Um, I want to say this out the way. We're both playing it on PC, but the game is available on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X and S. Uh, but it's not on Switch, even though I feel like it could play on Switch. Maybe the Switch Pro coming out later this year. Maybe. Right? Ooh. Um, but yeah, you quickly realize, man, this is great. And 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 one thing you kind of get used to, uh, and it was like it was like this in a way out, Chris. Is that right? Where the, the divider is straight down the middle of the screen. Yeah. Um, and so whoever you pick, you're on one side of the screen or the other, and at certain points the the video, the it kind of comes and it opens up almost like a widescreen movie used to do when you remember when we used to go to movie theaters, how the <laughs> curtains would open up and you'd have a widescreen. Um, so yeah, early on, what I like about it, you know, a lot of times when we review games, you talk about like a skill tree or you talk about attributes and things like that. This game doesn't have those, but what it does have is as you progress in the game, you're at the beginning of, we'll call it a level. You're, you're given like your weapon you need for that level. Yeah. And Chris, do you not agree that some of these are so intuitive, really fun um, some of them are very, very dangerous. So I, we had this one level where, where Chris would throw like this goo, <laughs> explosive goo on things. And I would snipe it, which would cause speaking of Michael Bay, Michael Bay esque explosions. It was fantastic. Yes. Um, but to this point, Chris, what do you think your highlight would be as far as our best ability that the game gives us that we have to use in a level? Oh man, that's, that is, is, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted when I asked that question, because I want to highlight every single one they give you. They're unique in their own way. Yeah. They're made. Yeah. I say it, Chris, you don't get to choose. So based on who you are, Cody or may 
you don't get to choose what who gets what, right? Each character right. has a defined thing. There are a couple we've just now kind of came into probably the first level or since the first level, one where the gimmick is we actually have the same thing going on, right? Yeah. Um, they just have different things that they're focusing on. But it for the most part, like every level, Sean would have his own unique thing. I would have something that would support it and vice versa, right? So maybe early on there's a part where it's like Sean has a hammer and I have nails is a basic example without really spoiling too much. And I'd have to figure out how to use that tool. As far as my favorite one, uh, there is one that gave Sean the ability to walk in places I could not. And I had the ability to, uh, get into tight spaces that Sean could not <laughs> or also cause Sean to fly across the map. If I need him, that to. was dope. Well, and, uh, well, I can't, um, yeah. I had I space boots. We'll just okay. call them space boots. Yeah. I mean, I, it, you have no idea what that basically means, I, I was, it. I was Ant-Man. We'll, we'll yeah, you got to be way. Ant-Man. I got to have <laughs> space boots. We'll call them that. And, and each one of the two that pair together, it, it's really cool because I mean, obviously they did this on purpose. It takes both of you, to fulfill the objectives by being completely different. Hence the title. It takes two. It takes two. But as you progress, you learn that that's a play on words. It's a title that has many meanings because Mm -hmm. the whole point of you having to do this is it takes two to maintain that marriage, right? If the narrative from the beginning is you're getting a divorce, which causes this whole chain of events, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta work together. And it's, wouldn't it be ahead, funny John. if at the end of the game they still got divorced? <laughs> I would love. Yeah, I would not are, be John. I will say this: it's yeah, like it's getting to a point like now where obviously we didn't finish the game, but we're pretty deep in it, and it's, we're close. We're pretty like, sure that we're getting to the point where it's actually working to see if they can really resolve their issues. Yeah. And knowing the way that a way out ended, and also with some of the things that these two have done throughout this game. Horrible things. Oh my God. If, if you guys in the, um, Um, in the Twitch chat happen to have watched this, this, I think Chris and I are thinking about the same thing. God, it was so terrible. I felt so bad. Uh, I told this, I told it to my wife and she said, she got this look on her face. She goes, what kind of games are y'all playing? <laughs> I was like, no, you don't, like, you don't understand. Josh was, Josh was there <laughs> while we were playing that part. And he was like, you two are terrible. I was like, we're just doing we, what the game says to do. What can, I don't want to do this. John, at one point <laughs> I, I noticed visually Chris pushing the button slower. So it wouldn't happen. Like he was trying to make it not happen. But it had to happen. It was, it was, it was was on the equivalent of like when I got to the end of The Last of Us and you're there and Ellie's on the operating table and I didn't want to do the thing that they were trying to make me do. Right. And then I shot the the guy in the foot. Like, like squeeze her air tube? No, no. Like when she's there and you show up and you have a gun in your hand. Remember that part? So, <laughs> so not even video games can solve the problem of the nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, when you find out the story behind what's going on, the conversation at first between these two, it it, it really is still pot shot city in the beginning, right? Pretty they much really through most of it. They're through most of it. Yeah, like you consistently get this thing where, like, yes, they might because you as the player communicating uh, to get through the level, right? But 
the moment they get past something, they're pretty much bringing up the faults in the other um, and not listening to what the other one is saying. Right. And that's yeah. kind of where you get like, okay, this is obviously how they got to this point. Right. Yeah. Not actually addressing their issues and hearing the concerns of one parent and taking that as something of good faith. Right. And to say, okay, yeah. we should work through that, figure out what's are their the relationship. Are their relationship issues somewhat on the generic side? Or is it, is it a simple matter of growing apart? Is it, it's, I, I think there is infidelity. a fidelity, not, I don't think it's infidelity. At least no. it hasn't been exposed yet. No. It's more of a, a seed was planted for growth apart to occur. I mean, one person thinks one thing while the other thinks another and communication broke down. The best, the best way to clarify it would be to say that May is the person who works and she's very dedicated to her job. And therefore, she's been spending more and more time at the office, whereas Cody is the stay at home dad. So, yeah. you know, he consistently has to hear the, you know, the opines of of the, the daughter um, as she has concern, you know, like his missing mom and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right, but at the right. same time, Cody's kind of a little bit less responsible in terms of like time and management expectations, right? Discipline, that kind of stuff. And right. therefore the two are clashing on these things. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of working. So, so whatever, and we can tell you more off air, but um, mm -hmm. wherever all that kind of mixes and turns into, that's where the, the, the main issue kind of arises. Uh, but it, it's kind of really cool the way they weave this story because we do get to, all right, let's say this uh, again, speaking generically, if you were someone in a relationship and you guys had a, a spot, you know, that maybe you, uh, the early, the early seeds of the, your, your relationship and you hadn't been to that spot in a while, you know, it'd be cool to maybe revisit that spot if you could. Um, maybe we get to see those kind of things in this story, which it's kind of cool mm -hmm. to see how you would react if you were going through a riff a, a really legit, we agreed upon divorce, but you go back and you kind of remember what made you, what made you fall in love? Like, how would that affect a decision? Would mm. you still want to get a divorce? Are you at an impassable, you know, point in your relationship? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but as the player, you know, as you're weaving through this story, um, it's crazy, John, because you actually get to... <laughs> I don't remember boss fights in a way out, but there are legit boss fights that, that are at the end of each level mm. where you have your special ability. And, and it's crazy to see how I think that the communication you have to have in those boss fights are kind of almost like therapy for these two. Um, <laughs> Nacho posted a, a clip clip that on, on our discord page where I did. You post, oh, you post, oh, my bad, yes. you did that. Sorry, didn't mean to give you Nacho's credit. He usually has clipped that guy guy, yeah. you know? Uh, but we're on a, we're on, and this is something the game does. You're in the middle of one thing and then pivot. One character is going to do something else while the other does this. And the other thing they're doing is crazy cool. Yes. Like, you can tell that Hazel Light Studios guys are fans of other video games. Let me just tell yeah. you that. I think it's like... The big thing I, I took away or I'm taking away from this as far as like the bigger picture in gaming, um, no matter how you feel about Joseph Ferris's eccentric, I'll just say it that way, 
his personality and how he can be right. Cause he, he reminds a lot of people of, uh, Peter, uh, Molyneux from, uh, back in the day for the fable games and being this guy who would just come out and make these crazy promises. The difference here is that whereas Pierre Molyneux just knew how to hype things, Joseph Ferris, I think really with this game shows he knows how to deliver, right? Like he hyped this up and he said, you're going to do all sorts of crazy things. And it's clear that Joseph Ferris is a big fan of a lot of different types of games and said, I can't make a full game with this be a co-op thing, right? For what I'm trying to do here, but I sure as heck can pull in a lot of different things and make sure they work well for a short period and you're going to have a blast doing it. And the better thing, if there happens to be one you're not a humongous fan of, um, it's never around too long where you get super annoyed by it, right? So, so I guess that's the question. What did he deliver on? You know, <laughs> let me phrase it. Let me frame the question a little bit. Co-op, couch co-op, mm. online co-op. This is something that's been around for sure more than a decade. Why this one? Because this what's one, it, what's, it, what's it doing? I, and is it, is it fulfilling the promise of, you know, a way out? And, and I know you guys loved way out, but it looks like this is much more highly regarded than a way out was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, so what does this thing develop? What is this, what is this promise that you're speaking of? What, what makes this thing unique among all other types of games like this? I think first off, um, you know, while there have been games that have a lot of co-op, it's pretty rare to actually have one where you can truly tell at its core, it's designed specifically for co-op, right? And not just to be, let me ping something over here so Sean knows to go over there, but like directly, we must communicate. Like there's no random matchmaking in this, right? And it, it's because the idea is he wants you to communicate. But like the fact of the matter is like, I know sometimes I've talked about puzzle games and there, this is like about at its core. It's first a platformer. Second, I would say it's a puzzle game. And I've been critical before of certain puzzle games I've played where it's just easy, right? Like I've said that, like, I'm like, I'm not really impressed and things get repetitive real fast here. I wouldn't say these are the hardest puzzles I've ever played. You know, I don't think I've ever had one that overly stumped me outside after I've had a few PBR. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, the way they're realized with whatever the gimmick is for the area, you can tell they've thought about like just early on when it's teaching you working together where we're around these vacuum uh, cleaner hoses. Right. And I can see there's something up there. It needs to be pressed and there's a vacuum hose and Sean can go to one end and he'll get shot out the vacuum. So what do I naturally do? I say, oh, well, there's a little prompt. Let me lift up the vacuum. And all of a sudden now Sean's flying through the air. And he pushes a button and it reverses the flow of the vacuum cleaner. And all of a sudden I'm being sucked to a different tube. And I get shot up and I'm there with him. Like just that's where it starts simple. But then as you go further on and like Sean talking about the the level where he had moon boots. Whereas I had uh, this size changing ability the way like we would have to progress in something that's basically a super Mario 3d world type level, right. Going through it. Um, you know, we would have to step back for a second and look and you could see, Oh, 
I'm supposed to do this for him. He is supposed to do this for me. And it makes you feel good when you figure these things out and you see how well that team took to, to develop these levels where you literally cannot get by unless you communicate and work in tandem. Like we, there are parts where I have to time things for Sean perfectly or else he's going to fail. Uh, yeah, and I think know. I think right now you got to where I was going to kind of lead off. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, John, you know, when you say co-op games, you think of maybe like the Division Two, John Rambo in the house, Chainsaw, uh, you think fight. Chainsaw fight, Gears Chainsaw of War fight. co-op. Um, you think of maybe Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 that we played together. Uh, you and I played a, um, a side-scroller fighting game together on Switch. I, the names, I'm drawing a blank right now. Those are games that a single player could technically play, but the game has a co-op element. What A Way Out and what It Takes Two does is each level, this design team makes it, you can't play it by yourself. So there's no single player functionality. No, No. it relies heavily on communication and and it relies heavily on one person can do one thing, the other does the other that the other needs. And if you don't talk that out and communicate, you will not move forward in the game. So I I can't off the top, think of another game that's kind of set up like that yeah i remember thinking of when a wake out came out i was like will that work do will people actually do that because most games were like that like the call of duties yeah they're co-op but everybody's got a gun everybody can go shoot you know um whatever this game no if i got a hammer and you got a nail we need to figure out how your nail and my hammer is going to get us to that ending zone that we need to get to correct uh something very fresh Another example, just to tell you how this works. Last night, Chris had like this cannon. He was shooting a magnet that he had the time for me to jump to each magnet to get to a level. And if he wouldn't have, we wouldn't have talked that out and literally communicated. We would not have, you can't get through objective. So uh, Nacho watched a little bit of it. He said, this game has a lot of charm more than other co-op games. Um, It's aesthetically pleasing. It looks very good. I think, Um, I think a lot of people, when they get, especially after the first level, right? Like the first level, yeah. as we said, very generic, you know, it's, it's almost like a honey, I shrunk the kids type level. I'd say the first two one that you go through. Um, but then it quickly starts to feel, I mean, I, I don't say this lightly. It's got Nintendo vibes, like the amount of craziness of like, one, just how well the levels are d- designed and just have random things that have no effect like they're just there right like there's a there was a thing like where we saw a little we were in the the kid's bedroom and you remember those like classic cars that you would pull back and then let go and it would go flying you know because it would you basically have like a little spring that's tightening up there's one of those and sean just instinctively jumps in and i'm like walk up to it and i start pulling back and i see a ramp with a hoop at the end and we we spent three minutes. Yeah, we just spent three <laughs> minutes figuring out how to get the perfect timing. So you go through the hoop. There was nothing rewarded for this. There was nothing for a reason to do it. But it was just there because it's like, well, you're in this situation. Why not put this here? You know, if you want to experiment, you can. Like we were walking around. And I see some snowballs. Next thing you know, me and Sean Dude. are having a snowball <laughs> fight. You know, it's like, why the not? Whole level. <laughs> we We started stacking snowballs because once you have them, um, you have them. Yeah, and every once in a while, I just went elf like the movie <laughs> Buddy the Elf on them, do, 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 do. and we had that's the little elements that it sprinkles in. That's that charm that I don't see that in other video games. Yeah. I haven't. Um, 
it, you know, I don't see that. I'm trying to think of like, you know, just, and then you go to the actual level design part of it, like the gameplay stuff. And again, I I have a part where me and Sean are kind of doing the same thing. We're trying to escape. It's like a chase scene. And it's the part that I put the the clip up. The next thing I know, I'm watching Sean on top of this device we're on. I have to fly it. And he is playing a game that I did not expect to see in this. And it's doing well. And I'm like, this is. Well, you're, you can, I think you can say the type of game it was. It was like a fighter. No, yeah, it was, a, it was, you it know, was like a fighter. Street Fighter-esque. Yeah. And then the next thing I was like, he's not going to do. And then like, oh, oh, they just put that in there, too. Like. That just happened. I laughed. I, I laughed real hard. Go watch that clip if you want to be spoiled. Yeah, I guess it's on our won't. Discord community. Yeah, but uh, you know, just things like that. You know, even to a genre that all three of us very much love has a level in this, and Dude, it was bl- really well realized. I was like, "This is cool. So, I want them to make this kind of game now." So that's a perfect segue into what our favorite levels were. Uh, speaking on a very generic front. Yeah. Um, this one had to do with um like castles and like knights and and ma- magic wizard type stuff. Yes. Right? That's my favorite level so far. It was and awesome. It's very hard for me to say because there have been a lot of levels that I am me and Chris are literally going wow on. Yeah. So Great. are you are you whisked away to some fantasy world or are you in your house dealing with your sort of a van- fantasy version of your house? Pretty much. Yeah. I think, like, I think more like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Like, you know, you spend time in a tree and it's a very fantasy esque tree when it's going on. You're in the attic, you're you're in your kid's room, all these things. But the way they're transformed, like, you know, the kid has a castle. Right. So all of a sudden now, instead of just being your basic like cardboard castle that you and dad made, it's a legit it's alive and yeah. breathing. And yeah, you're going through it. And then it, it, it they don't do this on every level, but mm-hmm. on, on this particular level, there's like a, a DJ remix. And all of a sudden it's something else. Yes. And we went, oh my God. <laughs> and it was, it was fantastic. And then once again, let's show a cutscene. And my heart is ripped out of my chest. (laughs) Like that's the journey that this game and Hazelight is able to do for you on these kind of games. Um, Where, (laughs) yeah, Uh, that's so funny. Jay Dalton in chat. What's up, Josh? Uh, That this game can, it it can spin you on your head and it it takes you on a ride that you did not see coming. Uh, And it also, everything it does I can't find a flaw in it. I'm, I'm speaking, of course, of uh, the platforming, I the mean, level design, the aesthetic. It, it starts off basic, right? You know, down to like things like where you're just jumping. You have a double jump and a dash, right? And you'll have like puzzles where consistently you're jumping from block to block and they rotate pretty much on and off of each other. But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have a grapple hook and then you have uh, your riding rails. And like, I mean, like it feels just as good as to do that as it did when I played in Bioshock infinite. Right. Like, and it's crazy. Some of the things they do with it because they're going, this is fantasy. We don't have to try to placate to reality and making you think this is something believable. Just want to. Oh, and, and they may or may not cool. go into a psychedelic reality, John. It's yeah. <laughs> there's no limit on where you're going to go. And it's so smooth on how you get there. It really, yeah. really is. And, and then they got this, I don't know what this X factor in the book of love where mm-hmm. if they need to reset something and get you somewhere else, boom, bring in book of love. He talks about something 
weaves it into the story, which is again written beautifully. Yeah. And now you're whisked whisked off to somewhere else, and you know you're on an adventure. Um, you know, going on there. A question in the chat. Um, I mean, a required multi multiplayer charming platform. Uh, Nacho saying it's perfect for like the games done quick community. Yes, and he's he's one of those, and we saw that we saw that mentioned a couple times when we were streaming that speed runs could become a thing and people would love watching this game like yeah be speed run like speed run speed ran like yeah there are a couple of platforming parts where you know i won't say they're the they're not like super meat boy dif- difficult that kind of level but they definitely i i remember me and sean struggling on a couple of them at least for a few tries you know before we were like wait that's the correct pattern that's the yeah. path <laughs> well, and and, what i like know. um if I tell you this off the jump, you may go, Oh, that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you can, there's no, there's no like life. Like no. you don't have like 99 lives. If you die, you go kind of like poof. Cause you're a fantasy thing, right? You, you were literally somebody cried to make you. Uh, and then you have this timer that kind of circles around for you to get back on. The one thing you don't want to do if you can help it is the other person who's still alive dies. But the worst case that happens is you kind of restart where you were. Yeah, you kind of lose a little bit of progress. It's very generous with its checkpoints, and you're never going to have a point like, say, classic Mario, where you're going to hit zero lives and game over, right? But what I was going to say, telling you that, I don't want you to go, oh, that's that's like easy. Yeah. I have felt more challenged at times on this game uh, for some of the platforming or, or even uh, to our communication, because I think we both are so used to games. Mm-hmm. Um, we both assume we know what the other person is going to do. And it may take us a few beats to finally go, Oh, Hey dude, I think this is what you need to do. Or Chris will say, Hey Sean, I think you needed to do that. Yeah. And then once the communication opens up, it's almost instantaneous. Well, we're gone. Like we're, we're like we had, we had one where I had a different idea of what I thought the level wanted us to do to progress. And I was, I was, pursuing that and it ended up being just a kind of you can go do this and have fun type thing (laughs) while sean's actually doing the core work and i'm like you know i'm failing miserably because i'm trying to do this very hard thing and sean is like no man just grab that guy over there oh okay that's all you gotta do just grab (laughs) grab that guy he's like bouncing around rooftops i'm like dude uh the things we need are all right in this little circle one thing that we liked from a way out, Sean, did you put it on easy mode for Chris <laughs> on his? Yeah. On his side, I had to. Yeah. You know how he likes it. Uh, I but, believe I beat you in the tug of war. Thank you. Oh, I was good. Yes. Perfect. All of this is perfect segue. One of the things we loved about a way out and we talked about it, we highlighted it in our coverage was the random, um, you know, home run derby in the trailer park. Yeah. Right. Speaking of which look for Easter eggs. Cause there was one of a way out in this game. It was super cool. It was very uh, nice. So with that, they introduce actual mini games where you can compete against each other. And uh, the book of love kind of tells you that if you see this tambourine looking thing and you hear it, it kind of has a tambourine drum beat to it, that there's a mini game near. And yeah, Chris, oh, he's probably ahead of me on the video games, uh, the mini games. Uh, but there's a couple that I got him on, but I, they're really fun. Right? Yeah, I, I've liked it. Like it's been one of those things where even though it's competitive, they're all competitive, right? Whenever I lose to Sean or vice versa, I I don't think we like get upset or like you know no. aggravated at all. We're like, okay, you got that one. Uh, you know, there yeah, was that one wasn't my where, cup of tea. Uh, 
so this it's that old toy we're in a, this old area where there's old toys and there's one toy where it's that baseball guy he's holding a bat and the ball swings around and the guy hits the ball as it comes around ping 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 i got seated with i think the the worst of the two chris dominated me in that one i once hit we're a home run like at 84 to 7 I once, like something crazy like that and I could not figure out why. And I was like, man, I wish it, we were going to see if he could hop in the other side. He couldn't. But it was like a that was still fun type situation. Then we yeah. mentioned that you can pick up snowballs in, in a level and ping each other with them. At one yeah. point, I'm literally like hiding from Chris and he's trying to stalk me to hit me with snowballs. That's There was a good one with uh, like we we're both on opposite ends and had these guns that shot plungers. And there would be targets that would be consistently going back and forth from our side. The, the goals to hit them to reverse the direction and eventually get yeah, you know, it into there. And like Ooh, me and him, it, it was fun. It was it was classic. Like we were just kind of going back and forth. And then he ended up getting me on that one too. And um, I think what happens, John, is they sort of introducing more targets. Yeah. So one was I'd lose. I'd focus on this one, lose that one, and each one of them start off as like this casual. You know, oh, we're going to hit this back and forth. Oh, all of a sudden there's 97 things. Have fun. But uh, they're they're great because it, it's a break in the gameplay. It's a break in the story, but it's fun. You don't you don't go, oh, I got to do this one. We kind of look, we get excited. Oh, there's a tambourine. Yeah. Let's go see what it is. I mean, the longest you know? they ever are, maybe like a minute. So, you know, once you do it, you're like, okay, and you move on. And that, And that's yeah. kind of the theme of this game is that everything is really fun and you can spend some additional time exploring what they've set up and put in most of these worlds. Right. But at the same time, if you just want, if you're like, Oh, this isn't maybe the funnest thing in this game that I've experienced, you can kind of just progress and, and do your thing. Right. As long as you're communicating, that's, that's kind of the idea. Um, John, I do have one thing. There's, there's a level that's got some black flag vibes to it. Dude, I even brought it out. I right? said Assassin's Creed call called and wants their game back. Right. Like it was straight up like a boat game, like kind of thing. It was dope. And that's why I say I think uh Valhalla. <laughs> that's why I think that the 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 guys over the guys and gals at Hazelight are fans of games. Yeah. And you can tell that they are the the melting pot studio, I think where they play a bunch of games and you're going to see a touch of all those games into their games. Um, and I think this may be the first, you know, attempt at a game where you really see that we, we saw Ubisoft games. We've seen maybe some stuff from blizzard, John, yeah. we've seen some stuff from, I mean, just, I, just, you can name drop companies that make games a certain way. And there's a little element in each one of these, like, you know, levels but they're not done bad. I can't, I cannot say that enough. They're all done with the, this touch of almost perfection and charm. Yeah. That is Chris and I, John, like, no, like, you know how the gamers say it. And the guys over on Twitch, no cap, right? Legit. No cap. hundred percent. The first night we streamed this game, Chris and I go, we can't wait to play it again because we may have just found our goatee. And I mean, we did not see that coming. No, and I didn't. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's it's it could very well be the game of the year for for me and Chris, Chris and I. Yeah. And I hate I honestly hate the fact that I think you would love this game. Like, I think you would 100 percent love this game. And I love it so much 
and I'm sure Chris would even maybe do this. I'll play it with you if you want to. I want to play as the other character. I, yeah, I want to play as the other character. And and what's very cool, and this kind of for everyone listening or who was watching it, all you guys over on Twitch, um, the game, if you buy it, has a refer a friend thing. Yeah. Kind of like we had with our game, our, our um, Nazi killing game, John. Wolfenstein. Well, I mean, which one's better, Sean? Uh, this game. Yeah, I hate you. Yeah, I know. I hate. I don't even want to say it. Well, actually, there's a level uh, will where you kill Nazis, Sean. So you know. Oh yeah, we'll be we'll be killing some Nazis soon. <laughs> the married couple just mowing. No one saw Nazis. it coming, but you know, they just all of a sudden killed some Nazis. I'm gonna tell you right now. He says that obviously in jest. Uh, but what happens if that happens, and we tell you? Yeah, totally, I have no idea. It could happen. Yeah. We 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 know um we've probably done what do you say, Chris? 80 percent of the game, eighty five percent. Yeah, I feel like we're going through this part where we're doing a specific thing, and I I feel like at the end there would only maybe be one at most, two more levels after that. Um, yeah. So I think um you know if we play some more tonight, I I, th- I definitely think by next week we will have this game beaten. Not not even next week, question. dude. Yeah, probably tonight. Next day or two. Yeah, yeah it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so fantastic. Sean, Sean, next time you next time you do a co-op shooter or something like that, mm-hmm. why don't you just ask Chris? Okay. And someone QN uh Drake in my feelings uh for John right now, who's <laughs> all up in his feelings. I was actually no joke, I was actually, you know, listening to that particular episode last week. And I told you about it. Yeah, you mm-hmm. did. And I can tell you the joy in our voices from that episode. Mm-hmm. completely trump this one Ooh. this episode is trash <laughs> this is the worst there's no joy blah 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 blah. but uh yeah man it it is it's a can you, fantastic sean can you talk game. about specifically how well can you can you specifically uh you specifically sean talk about how chris maybe drugged down the tempo of the game having to having to play with him well the you know the first step with chris uh would be that he would try to select easy mode and that yeah, would make I it too easy obviously. Uh, if he did if chris did do that it, i didn't see it he did that off camera so <laughs> that's good uh there was that but chris chris is is he's actually a great co-oper he can he'll move on and sometimes he if if it's a negative thing, it's also a positive thing i'm spinning that like when you're in an um interview right sure mm-hmm. it's his tunnel vision he sees what he thinks is supposed to be done, so he's going to go to it. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the replay, you might hear someone like Sean going, hey, Chris, Chris is over here. Chris, I'm right here. Chris. And he even highlighted that when we were talking about the little guys we needed. Um, but he's he's smart, and and he plays puzzle games. And it's kind of crazy how a lot of times we both are recognizing what we need to do, but the execution on needing to do it is the caveat that this game brings so yeah, um, and if anything, John, in this game, he's like pedal to the metal. He's like Pew! one of the things I do Go like, um, and Sean, I, I found out because I thought he had said something on this. And I went back and checked. So there's no collectibles <laughs> in the game, right? Like yeah, that, the I one big difference that. from a Mario, or whatever. There's no stars. There's no like little hidden trinkets that maybe give you like something like you know from Spider-Man games, like right, give you some sort of history or whatever. Um, you know, there are things that they remark upon as they go through their journey, but like, you're not going to go off the beaten path to find something. And he said 
specifically, he didn't do that because he didn't want you to be focused on collectibles. He wanted you to be focused on the environments and playing the game that was before you. And I think that was the right choice because if Sean was worried about getting the green star that is way out here and it's going to require one of us to do, or even both of us to do some perfect platforming stuff, I think it would have brought the experience down for me. Right. I -hmm. like the fact that this is something that is focused just on gameplay and figuring out these puzzles. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Are are we ready to cross? Uh, do we have anything negative to say about the game? <laughs> I think um, Doctor Hakeem is like maybe the only thing like that I could begin to criticize. Yeah, and it's not just it, I don't care like, but he's just annoying <laughs> in terms. Because uh, the reason we're having to do one thing now is he literally came in as we found the thing already. Yeah, and ripped it up in our face. Yeah. And it's just like, he's just like, you got to fix your relationship. And, and we're like, bro, like, oh, we're oh. trying. And you literally just prolonged like, that. Book of Love, you're coming in hot. I need you to take <laughs> it back to about seven. Um, yes, uh, just you know. tighten up, son, because uh, I kind of want to punch you in the face but, right now, Book of Love. Just saying. <laughs> at the same time, um, even with that, it's we not laugh. terrible because usually when he shows up, you're about to get something new. And so yeah. you're like, okay, well, what's next? What, what, what's he throwing? A, what hellscape is he taking to us now? Instead of just letting us get back to our kid who's being wrecked by our broken marriage. Oh God. <laughs> like, like when we were playing this game, the viewers, uh, they would like chime in and say, uh, oh my God, you can tell this game is going to have elements that are going to pull at the heartstrings. And they do. And just like stuff that happens in real life, uh, you don't see it coming all the time, you know? And when it pops you in the face and you go, oh crap, that's a serious thing. Feelings, tears. Uh, that's a kind of, that's, that's the kind of how except, it happens. Except for that one part, because we were basically told that's what we were going to go do. And, and there's one criticism of Dr. Akeem. Never once stopped to say, don't do that. That's not going to work. If, what if we didn't? <laughs> right? This thing was devastating. Devastating. So uh, devastating. It, we 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 mentioned uh, our friend Josh, you know, friend of the show, been on the show, Josh, uh, former World of Warcraft expert, Josh. Oh, what's his um, name? Josh. Uh, Josh. Josh. Yeah, I just had to reiterate. I had to re- get up to get up to the point that he's former World of Warcraft expert, Josh. Um, he said that uh, he even brought it up. His comment today was directly related to the incident that is known as the incident. It is terrible. It is. But yeah. Uh, do you think we're at, um, you think we're at uh, Richard? I think so. I think so too. Yeah. I can't say enough good about it. And I've got something very minimal to say about it. You do the math, right? Right. 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 You go first. I go first. It don't matter to me. I'm right now going to say 9.5, but that is like basically provisional just until I beat the game. If everything keeps the way it's going, it's a 10. Um, but I don't want to put that on record until I finished it. Because, you know, maybe I get to the back part and I go, oh, that didn't pull off. And all of a sudden we're a nutsack running through the woods. And we go, what just happened? Well, that's when the game went to a 10, (laughs) Sean. That's when I was like, oh, okay. Exactly. Uh, I'm I'm a little higher than Chris. I'm a 975. 7.5 until the ending. If it delivers, uh, easy 10. Heavyweight contender for Goaty. Yeah. Um, I I know that I won't 
this is probably a lock for my top five games of the year. Uh, it's a much, much uh, highly. Uh, I'm basically what I'm trying to say is if you have a way to play this game with someone, whether it be your best friend, your wife, your wife, uh, your brother, sister, if your mom or dad's a gamer, play it with them. It's fan effing tastic for sure. Like legit. Here's hoping for that nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> Just for content, at least, right? Just so we have something to laugh about on the show. But yeah, I've had a I've had a ball playing with Chris, so um, it's it's legit for sure. All up the press and straight to your ears. Weekly games chat presents. The news. News. Peekage, 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 peekage. Actually, um, there was a moment where it, was, it felt it like we were in March of 2019. That's very, or, very nice. Or 2020, yeah. even. I, I know what you mean. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. It was back when the days when we saw each other in real life. Right. Um, before we hit the news, uh, this is a more of a housekeeping news thing for you guys. You know, we had a giveaway. Uh, I said it in the past tense, even though I shouldn't have. It's a still ongoing giveaway for episode 300. We want to thank you and celebrate you. So we're going to give away things, at least three things. Three we things. did that to keep in tune uh, with the episode 300. We decided this week uh, we were going to extend it one more week. It is important that you tell us you want to be in the drawing. I'm not going to make an assumption based on a liked tweet, uh, a liked picture in Discord. We need you to message us either on Twitter, message us or mention us on Twitter, message us or mention mention us in Discord, or send an email. Uh, and when you do that, we're going to put your name into the hat of some have said it's the Goblet of Fire. It is what it is, but that way we can officially get you in the in the drawing. Uh, we're going to do at least three, but the boys don't know this, but I may have a few sleeves up or tricks mm-hmm. up my sleeves. Um, so there's always that. John, sleeves they- up will trick. If they're going to send that email, where do they send it to? Chris, thank you for bringing that up. Of course, if this is your first time listening, you have no idea. It is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at weeklygameschat. And for our Discord community, you can see a pinned tweet on that Twitter that I just told you about. We will get into that a little bit later. Okay, but for now, we have an update because this is an official news section brought to you by our news team at Weekly Games Chat. And no better person to start us off. Then the head uh, editor himself, Jonathan, you know, B-Rock, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I've got some updates for you on Rasha and Clank. 2016's Ratchet and Clank will be getting a new update uh, in April 2021 that will make it playable in 60 frames per second on your PlayStation 5. The news comes by way of Insomniac on Twitter, while also reminding fans that the game is still currently free for the PS4 and PS5 owners. The game at 65... Take two. Uh, The game at 60 frames per second will give fans a pretty nice preview of what to expect from the sequel coming in June. Remember, this game is yours forever once you claim it. Um, and that is still available for free, ladies and gentlemen, uh, at least for now. I think that's, I think that's through March. Um, I think it ends March 31st or today. Just today. Yeah. Yep. Um, I did see, um, I did see yesterday or was it today? Uh, an actual follow-up tweet from, um, Insomniac saying that this is available now. Hmm. Uh, yeah. 
I, don't, I, 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 don't I, didn't, I thought of you, and I'm glad you brought it up. I didn't know if it was a thing, but in any case, if, when you're hearing this, it's it. We recorded on and released on March 31st. Yeah, you need to look now. Which if and, you want it for you know, free? If I didn't, but if I didn't have another game to play, which I'm glad I'm playing, by the way. But guys, um, I'd, be, I'd be playing Ratchet and Clank for sure right now. It's March 30th today, Chris. You make people think they're on drugs when you do that. You oh my gosh. Um, He's not even drinking. He, yeah, this is true. Um, so if you are uh, sad about things that shut down, I'm going to be the guy to bring you some more news to be sad about. <laughs> PlayStation, <laughs> PlayStation Store shut down. Don't freak out. Sony's acknowledged that it will be shutting down the PlayStation Store for PS3 and PSP on July 2nd, 2021. And the PSN store for the Vita on August 27th, 2021. This was sent via an email to PlayStation customers. According to the PlayStation support blog, customers will still be able to re-download and play previously purchased games and video, and also still redeem games on PlayStation Plus vouchers. PS3, Vita, and PSP purchases will cease and players can no longer make in-game purchases. Rip to those people, huh? Yeah. Sad. Rip. Well, it's just, you know, it's it's a long time coming, I think, you know? I mean... I'm just saying. It's been an, an entire seven generation years. coming. Should we say? Could you say? It's been a while? <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah. Pivot! Hey, Monster Hunter sales. <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise has shipped 4 million copies on its opening weekend of release, according to Capcom. By comparison, Monster, Monster Hunter World shipped Monster. 4, million, <laughs> 4 million copies in three days on multiple platforms. As of December 31st, Capcom has sold 66 million units of Monster Hunter games across the entire series. With these new figures, this brings the total to 70 million with no uh, sign of that stopping. A second game is on the horizon for the Switch called Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin, which will be out on July 9th. Monster Hunter Rise will be coming to PC later this year. Maybe that will come to Games Pass. And so I've already got my uh, got my character's name's Pookie. That no makes way. Sense. I've got uh, I've got my um, my four-legged companion his name's Burgess. And I've got my <laughs> I've got my feline companion, which I'm not familiar with. What the, I've seen them in the games. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what they are, um, but that one is Manky. <laughs> is that what you call um, your wife? No, that's uh, <laughs> no. That's uh, well, no, like you know, cat. you should have you should have named it a variation of the wife. That would have been cool because then you would have had the whole the whole click with you, and you know, no one's fresher than your click, click, click. John does not get that reference, and it makes me happy. <laughs> just saying. I'm just well, uh, you know everybody. Everybody knows how phenomenally well Monster Hunter Rise, I'm sorry, Monster Hunter World performed. It's just kind of astounding that on 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 Nintendo's platform, making it a you know just solely on this platform, it's it's doing almost as good as it did on on another platform. You know, it, you know, I was thinking for a second, you know, these these games have always been on Nintendo platforms, particularly on their handheld devices. 
Um, and when World came out, I thought maybe Capcom is is Gonna, rethinking their yeah. relationship with Nintendo. Hmm. But this just reaffirms the, you know, I'm curious how these sales are are going to break down, how well this is actually going to do in Japan. Because, you know, while the PlayStation consoles aren't really selling as well as they used to in Japan, the Nintendo Switch is still performing very well. So um, from a percentage of, you know, a percentage-wise, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that user, the uh, attachment rates will be, on Nintendo well, Switch. Well, fun fact, and, and you um, highlighted it before, I think, when we talked about my love for Monster Hunter. Um, I played my, Monster, my Monster. Monster, Monster Cheese. It's good cheese. Um, Monster Hunter, I played on Wii with a friend that I ended up driving to New York. You know, a, a gamer that I met online, our relationship was online only. I drove to New York with my wife, your wife, <laughs> and my newborn to go hang out with dude, ate some amazing pizza. Uh, and part of that was because our, of our love for Monster Hunter on the on the Wii. It was, was that Try or Tree? I don't forget how it, I don't know how they pronounced it, but Monster Hunter Try. No, T R I. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I don't. So, I don't quite remember. So this first this first Monster Hunter Stories game came out on the 3ds. Mm-hmm. A really cool concept. I don't know if you've seen the concept for these, but the it's art. almost it's almost like. Um, these monster hunter stories are instead of hunting the monsters, you are actually kind of a dragon rider the way you are in Aragon, that kind of thing. So I don't know if you've, I would I'd check that out. It's definitely not a monster hunter. Ah, you got me saying monster. It's ah. definitely not a monster hunter traditional game. It's more of a story based. Do you guys you know. ever like bump your desk and then everything wiggles? No, that just happened and completely freaked me out. <laughs> Sorry about the, ah, uh, um, for those not watching us on Twitch, you're um, like, what happened to Sean? John, if that we're happened. going to make references to Dragon Riders, I request that we go with Avatar. Um, you know, obviously James Cameron's masterpiece of a film that is the uh, highest grossing movie of all time again. Uh, I'm going to make this Thanks, a, China. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a pot shot segment of the show and direct all hate mail to uh, mention at Nacho Ordinary Gamer. He says, John that he believes it'll do better on switch since a lot of switches were uh, bought up by casuals playing a game called animal crossing. I'm not surprised Burn. it's done well, just cause as John said, like <laughs> I believe like the last time, what, when world came out, they basically had companies in Japan shutting down. Like it was a holiday because there's yeah, just they did so the many. Yeah. I mean like, so when you think of just how many people in Japan have a switch, obviously they're going to buy this because they just, they love freaking monster hunter, man. That's that's their yeah, there, were, there were John, companies in Japan that were, that shut down for this. It's funny when, when, when dragon quest games come out, a mm. lot of companies, I think there's actually a national holiday for dragon quest. Um, we need to move there and I'll be a dragon quest fan. Tell me about it. I get got, a day off for a game release, dude. Are you kidding you get, me? You get days off for game releases. They have Nintendo World. <laughs> right. Like I'm in. I'm all the way in. You know. Um, I'm very, I'm very excited. Part <clears> of me <throat> wants to play this game with you because I love the game. The other part of me wants to let you play it. Because I got if I'm being honest, if the veil of honesty is lifted and you see you see the truth, I want this to be. I don't know if you're gonna like this game. I'm leaning towards the fact that I can't see how you would like this game. You can't see it. I can't see how you would like a monster hunter game. 
but I I want to be blown away much like when I out of the blue John once muttered on this podcast that his like game of the year was Doom. And the joy on your face when you discussed the experience and the music and everything that came along with Doom, I hope you get that out of Monster Hunter. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah, I'm I'm so stoked about it. Um I can tell you right now it looks great on the Switch. It, it doesn't actually look that was going to be my follow-up. Good deal. Uh, John, why don't you uh, keep enlightening us on things just like you did on Monster Hunter and and tell us um, how there's one less one less board member in the world. Well, I'm not a quitter, but apparently Reggie is. <laughs> you probably thought of that for a week. <laughs> <laughs> this just in, John also hates Reggie Fieldamay. No, I don't. I love that man. <laughs> Reggie Fieldamay has retired from GameStop's board of directors just one year after joining the company. He is one of eight directors set to leave the board at GameStop's 2021 annual meeting. Reggie originally joined the board in March 2020. I wonder how many shares he had right. and if he sold them. Uh, and you he's think like, he was I part don't of need the, you guys uh, anymore. So I'm the stock thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he was one of the main contributors to the stock. He thing. Probably, yeah, he was probably on there. That, he was probably on that Reddit site. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Cash um, on now, Reggie. I, I, I had for. Until this story, I had kind of forgot, you know, that he was on the board of directors. If you would have brought it up, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, he, well, he is. <clears throat> um, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Does this happen a lot? Like in, in in professional environments, do board of directors kind of have a tenure for a year or so? Or I mean, I think I feel with, like where we work, that doesn't happen like that. That doesn't right? necessarily always happen. But I feel <laughs> like a lot of these people that were brought in were to help build GameStop having some good faith within the gaming community, right? Because everyone loves Reggie. Who doesn't love Reggie? And uh, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't been. I, I, I definitely would not be surprised, regardless of what's happened with their stock over the last five months, that there was probably a deal in place saying, like, "Look, you come in, you give me X amount <clears> here, I'll be an advisor on your board. You know, have all this creative control, give you an idea of what I think could help your company write the ship." And then after this, you know, there's a reason I retired from Nintendo, which is that I'm ready to, you know, get some R&R and relax, be with my family and such. So um, Nacho brings up uh, that maybe he got mad at GameStop's bad practice. Is that what you were just kind of hinting at in a way? Uh, no, I, I think that was that. Go- I think that was going on simultaneously. I think and I think in a way he was actually brought in to fix that right? as a result yeah. of that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, Chris, why don't you talk about a narrative then? Uh-huh. You know, concerning like well, Ubisoft. If GameStop lost Reggie, Ubisoft lost the narrative. Uh Darby oh, that, that, yeah. <laughs> Darby McDivitt. That's just a great name. Darby McDivitt. Devitt. I'm yeah, going McDivitt. I don't know what Divot is. We're not playing golf. Jason McDermott. Wedge shot. <laughs> Uh, the lead writer on the Assassin's Creed games, such as Valhalla, Valhalla, Black Flag, Revelations, and more, has announced he is leaving Ubisoft after 10 years. Announced via his Twitter account, he hasn't shared plans for the future, but has decided to, quote, decide to set forth on a new adventure. A special thanks to all the fans and content creators who have supported and expanded our work over the years. Thank you for your kind attention. You have my deepest respect and admiration. It has been the honor of a lifetime to get to know so many of you. So he's getting—he's talking about me, right? I think he is. 
It's crazy. Wonder yeah. if he's going to write games for Jade Raymond. Jade. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so effing funny to me. Uh, but yeah, you, you probably, you probably, if you're a fan of games, you probably understand the importance of someone who writes for you on your games. If you have a sucky writer, the story will probably suck. I'm about to cough and I can't pour this drink fast enough. Oh my God. <coughs> Pro move. That's how we do it here. Okay, we're good. <laughs> we're good, boys. But, um, do you feel like you, do you, hey, my voice is fine? Um, do you feel like this is a big loss, John? No. Well, obviously, no, no, no. Obviously, it is. I mean, if you got it, you, you, you know, he's 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 worked on obviously, you know, what are considered the biggest games in the series. I mean, Black. You look at Black Flag. You look at, uh, you know, the its most recent one. What is that called? <laughs> you know there's there's a there's there's a there's a knowledge and a and a relationship that a writer creates with with a series there's like this this organic thing that happens where you know these characters on a on a on a deep level because you they came out of your brain so when you leave what you have up here can't always be left behind. And that's a big deal. That is a big big deal. deal. Actually was well said. I don't have, I think you said that very well. Let's just leave it there. You know, let's continue the bad news and talk about who Anthem's losing. Jonathan Warner (laughs) departs uh, Bioware who Anthem's losing, losing Anthem lost itself. Gosh, that sucked. Jonathan Warner, the game director for Anthem, announced his, departure, <laughs> announced his departure for Bioware after 10 years at the studio. Quote, so today is my last day at Bioware. I'm moving on to new things. Bioware has been home to my grateful heart for nearly 10 years, and I want to wish them all the best. Dragon Age, Mass Effect, and Star Wars The Old Republic are in good hands, and I can't wait to play from this side of the screen. This announcement comes a month after EA's plans to scrap scrap <laughs> anthem next and obviously we could talk about this but i want to point out that i don't think that technically star wars the old republic has been announced i feel like he just slipped that in there that hey this is actually coming well i think uh, star I mean, wars there's been rumors there's been rumors obviously well star wars the old republic i think he's he's probably referring to uh the mmo that's the name of the mmo Swartor? yeah Swartor. yeah Star Wars. Well, I understand that. I understand that, but it's not as it's not as necessarily prevalent as it used to be. You know what I mean? And I feel like I feel like he's I feel like he let slip on Twitter that something's coming. That's all. I don't know. But um um, obviously this is this is Anthem close shutting down and I think he's moving on. I think this I think you know, I think he cared about this project and I you know, I don't think it um bore fruit as it as as, as it were i'm you know i still think about you know about the time when you and i i don't think chris believed it but we had said a news report about they were going to reboot anthem and try to do it again and we were rooting for it and we wanted it to be good and it just it just landed face down with no just no hand support it just face first on the ground didn't it 
Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not completely convinced that EA didn't didn't make a mistake. Um, I really think there was. I really think what EA makes mistakes. Tell me, yeah, what? just not with it takes two. Apparently, no, <laughs> that was yeah, their one good game decision. Game of the year, <laughs> in the bro. last I think five there's years. a phenomenal. I think there's a phenomenal experience to be had with Anthem, given the right resources, given the right direction, and I think you're probably going to see something similar from Outriders. I hope Outriders. There's a lot of there's a lot of buzz around Outriders. People are going. I think they might I mean, have actually gotten this games as a service thing right. I mean, I'm um, I'm planning to play it on day one because you know I'm 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 cautiously waiting on reviews, but I am so excited about yeah. diving into this world. But um, the bigger story here is just that uh, I mean it's the it's the continuing trend for Bioware, which is pretty much everyone who's been a part of this studio for like a decade is left now, you know? No, Chris, the bigger <laughs> story is Dragon Age. No. <laughs> I mean, like, but yeah, you go like the guy who ran Dragon Age is gone. Casey Hudson's gone. Now, you know, Jonathan Warner is gone. These are people who have been working at the studio for a very long time on multiple projects. <laughs> There's just empty cubes starting to pile up. Yeah. All these people's names used to be, I mean, like their cube forms. And who I guess their place. <laughs> yeah I, I every day i look at bioware and i just go mm, i hope you figure it out guys i, I really do i, it, I used to love you favorites man yeah i mean chris is like mm. i mean it, it's just like the same with like i guess you could say this now with assassin's creed when you think of all the people they've lost due to sometimes things that were even out of ubisoft's hands right sexual <laughs> um, assault. yeah like things like that you know but like mm-hmm. you just wonder well where is that series going to be in three or four years right whenever different people are in charge and you just hope non-existent whoever whoever gets picked can write the sit the uh the ship so to speak that's true Mm -hmm. um listen we're at the final two pieces of news for this week uh and i'm gonna squeeze in a bit of good news to break up this monotony of bad news we're giving you because the final news piece of the week is also (laughs) bad news um if you're a fan of call of duty and you've noticed that your file size was quite big and girthy oh we love a good file size I've got a good update for you. Players have had a hard time of late managing their hard drives, obviously, for the purpose of to play. Uh, this is thanks to uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Black Ops's massive sizes. So if you're a Call of Duty fan, you know about this. Starting yesterday, the sizes should go down thanks to, quote, data optimization and streaming content packs needed for individual game modes. This will come after a larger-than-usual one-time update for season two reloaded, which will include these optimizations and is necessary in order to reduce the overall footprint. Future patch sizes, and we love a good patch size, mm-hmm. for Modern Warfare and Warzone are expected to be smaller, we do not, uh, than the one set to release <laughs> on, uh, like I said, yesterday, March 30th. Depending on your platform, the, fi- <laughs> the file size of Warzone will drop by 10.9 gigs and 14.2 gigs, while the Modern Warfare size will be reduced between 30.6 gigs and 33.6 gigs. Nice. That is, that is nice. It's nice. Machine Sounds like a 10% reduction. Math be hard, yo. Thank you yeah. for helping me out on that. Helping me out. No, they're um, saying no. they're saying uh, P- PS4 owners with 500 gig hard drives are pretty much having to clear out their hard drives yeah. to to hold these things yeah i remember those days i'm like how how much is how much is 34 gigs i mean that's 
that's a game. That was when the yeah, that's a game. And when this game came out, if you played it on PS4, that's at the end of your your system cycle. You got a ton of a big library. I bought one of those external hard drives on my PS4, like a two terabyte. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That the, the actual the, the the that hard drive was faster than the one they had in the system. I highly recommend that if you're still rocking a PS4, by the way. For sure. But yeah, um, I experienced this being a huge file on my computer, and I was like, huge. "Geez, huge!" Like compared to every other game I've downloaded on my PC, this one stood out on its file size. This and Flight, uh, Flight Sim. Yeah, that's also. A, but that one's got like all the maps. Of yeah, the like world. I can understand Flight Sim yeah. being what it is because it's it's a very specific thing. But like you're telling me, a shooter today, like you know, it's not like they're the only shooter out there that's uh you, whether you're talking about um about royale or just classic fps and yeah i don't know of any of them that are like 200 gigs to oh you know <laughs> it's to be on <laughs> oh my god um well like i told you we are now finally this week time and chris will he'll rock that voice but uh this one makes sense it's bad news but i think it makes sense doesn't surprise me two things fundamentally true Finally, this week, finally, PAX East has been canceled. Sorry, Andrew. According to organizers Reed Pop and Penny Arcade, PAX East 2021 is officially canceled. Quote, in light of ongoing public health concerns, Reed Pop and Penny Arcade will not hold a PAX East this year. We will only move forward with a live PAX once we are confident. The show will be safe for everyone. The organization is, quote, cautiously optimistic that we'll be that will be safe to hold PAX West and PAX Unplugged as live events on September 3rd through 6th and December 10th through 12th, respectively. I would say that those are likely because even right now, um, a lot of the music festivals seem to be committing to fall dates, right? So if they seem to think it's okay or that they're going to be okay publicly to have events with 80,000 people at them, I'm sure that these conventions will likely do the same unless something changes that. And let's hope it doesn't. Right. This is, this is true. What I hate about this though, is it, I think at one point, maybe last year before the pandemic, Andrew was like, we're going to get you guys up for PAX East. Yeah. (laughs) And, and then Corona hit, and then now we can't even go up this year if we wanted to. Uh, I don't know. If what I are you gonna do? To. <laughs> I don't. You, you wouldn't go with me and John are gonna. We're on a plane. I'm gone. I want to go to one of these eventually, but it's like, I guess I could rationalize in my head going to a music festival because you're outdoors, right? Being in a convention center with thirty thousand other people with circulated air, I don't know. I mean, I like meant, people get sick enough from these things already. <laughs> I thought you meant even when Corona's hopefully one day eradicated. Yeah, it I, I'm I'm hopeful, but you know, even you here, I don't yet, know. But not during Rona. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to wait and see. Need more data. That's a good way to say it. <laughs> Still compiling data. Right. Spoken like a true analyst. Well, analyze this. That's it for the news. How about that? Huh? Is it? That's it. That's that's all we had. That is literally it, because you just said finally this week, and that means exactly that. Well, I guess we better wrap this up. Never. Just to be safe.
John wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Electronic mail of the future. In the year 3000. If you want to be cool like the uh, multitude of emails we got this week, we're going to try to hit up. Um, you can do that. You can write into us and we'll do our best to, you know, as we've always done, read it on air. Um, to do that, we are located and you can email us at weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Just like Scott, uh, Chris or John, you take this one since I just spoke in the news section. Um, before, before you start, we do have some entries mm. that are part of the giveaway. Uh, let's make a quick decision. Do you guys want to not read those? We can, because some of them. We'll just peruse them and see what they say. And if that's yeah. all they're doing, well, saying enter, we'll just Scott, move our way up and we'll just take turns. Let's go. Gents, found you guys for the first time this year and haven't listened to another podcast since. Absolutely enjoy the great content and banter on the show. Thanks for all you do and never, ever wrap it up, guys. It's, Game it's on like from it's, Scott. To be read right after we said we'll never wrap it up. That's awesome. Timed it perfectly. Um, yeah, and I think, Scott, that's your official entry mm-hmm. um, into the giveaway. So very nice. <laughs> <laughs> next email i'll read real quick is from iron puppy he says good evening game on hello He's- hello we haven't heard from him in a while i know it's good to hear from you um you're on the board now you're going to be in the uh, goblet of fire that's what's up john you want to read tyler tyler has two three uh, three what oh so you may have to go down read read where he first introduces his name then read love the show then read okay Just wing it got it hey guys my name is tyler and I love listening to you guys. Your podcasts have helped me get through this pandemic. I have been recently playing Witcher 3 Woo! and have been having a lot of fun and cursing out the game as well. I love your 300th episode and I cannot wait till Dying Light 2, you and me both, buddy. I have yet to watch you guys on Twitch, but I will. So Twitch.tv weekly games chat. All right, John. Uh, so... Okay. I love your uh, I love your show and listen to you guys every week and listen to your podcast before buying a game because you guys do a great job of telling us about that game. What's the oldest memory you have of gaming and what console was it on and what game? Mine was Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation 2. God. Don't we feel old now? I don't even want to admit mine's on the Nintendo. Uh my oldest memory of video games will always be um christmas morning i've got my nintendo i've got a red bean bag and i've got mike tyson's punch out mm. it just went together it was great um, but when i think of old school games i think about mario and i think about contra on nintendo so if there's that if i'm being honest my oldest memory probably is all the way back when i was in kindergarten and i was in after school daycare and one of the chaperones bought his atari <clears throat> 3600 in and i failed miserably at trying to play pitfall so that's about the earliest i can go (laughs) yeah my earliest memory was a game called sequest on the atari 2600 Mm. Um, that's why i laugh that's why that's why i laugh when i hear about (laughs) ps2 oh my earliest memory i remember playing crash bandicoot on the ps1 thank you (laughs) technically i may have just told you my fondest memory I too had an Atari where I would play Pong and Pitfall on. 
Mm-hmm. I was not supposed to play the Atari as much as I did, and I would get in trouble often for it. So technically, that might be my oldest memory. Yeah. And Tyler, I believe, wrote one more in, didn't he, John? Yeah, we got one more from Tyler, and he mentions that you that that uh, you guys are hilarious, and you really lift my spirits. Thanks for making this amazing show. I love video games, but not as much as you guys. Ooh. That is a fact. That is a fact. Who should I read? Um, let's see. I will read. I guess I'll read. I put on shirts because I just clicked. Yeah, you have to do that. I'll read from Aaron. Let's see here. Uh, Aaron writes in Monster Hunter Rise. Best Switch game since Breath of the Wild. Nuff said. Nuff is spelled for you uh, grammar police. N-U-F-F. Exactly how it should be spelled. Uh, And then he says, love y'all. Nice. Love you, Aaron. Thank you so much for the write-in, my friend. I put on shirts. This is a great name. That's just a (laughs) great name for someone I put on shirts. What up, boys? Spelled B-O-I-S. Love the podcast. It keeps me entertained every Wednesday at work. I play Rainbow Six Siege so much that it drives my wife. John peaked. That was funny. (laughs) But it was funny. Uh, Nuts sometimes. I went on an E3 nostalgia run to see how Ubisoft revealed the game. Cringe voice acting and the game looked like its release date was for 2030 for the PS6 and the Xbox Series XYZ1 720. Game we got was nowhere near what they showed. And my question is, should these companies be punished in some way for showing unrealistic gameplay that will never be in the final game seems like they are trying to trick average consumers and i've seen it happen a quite a bit now with ea and ubisoft being the main culprits thanks again and your mom's box um i mean be punished i don't know if like they should have a you know like dragged in front of the senate to be chastised type punished um but shilling more so uh or more recently like mark zuckerberg and all them but you know i would say that yeah you should hold you know people should call them out on it and you should hold accountable and you know maybe take that take that into account before you rush out to pre-order and buy their games you know i i got we all got this last fall with cyberpunk we got We've all got hopes and dreams, and so do video game companies when they hope that their product ends up being what it sure. is. Sure, but so how do we uh, throw rocks at them? And you know, I mean, I think the like that. the big thing that I would just tell people to balance on is just that, yeah, you're A being you're, you're being sold something, right? You have to keep in mind <laughs> when you're watching E3, it is just a big marketing tool for them, and you know. They're going to try to, as Sean just said, like whether it's hopes and dreams or they're just like, this seems like a cool idea or whatever. They're going to sell you something that necessarily isn't always going to be there. And sometimes just little things, right? You know, they change things because games do change over time. But other times it's we're literally taking this one vertical slice of X game because it's the one thing that looks good and, you know, will interest people even though it might not tell you the actual quality of state of where the game is going and where it ends up right i got a follow-up question though for anyone anyone who sure. asked right what is e3 <laughs> <laughs> i remember that thing oh man those are good times john do you want to read uh scott's email and i'll read eli or do you want to flip them how do you want to do it is John you there? Both. I've, I mean, technically, I wrote three. Once you, um, I yeah, these are quick. Okay, Eli writes in uh, sent from an iPhone. <laughs> Just saying that because the iPhone is 
really big <laughs> yeah, font on this email. Sent from um, iPhone. <laughs> what is <laughs> Eli asked, what does it mean to platinum a game? Oh. I'm going to answer this honestly. Um, so games, when you play on like a console, uh, and even now, I guess, with Steam and whatnot, um, you earn trophies, a little achievements for doing things in the game. Some of those are very easy. Some of those are harder. And eventually they have a certain amount of trophies or achievements. And when you get them all, you are able to platinum that game, which means collect everything. Chris may add a little something to that too. I honestly thought, Sean, that it meant that you were better than Justice Platt at the game. You know what? Scrap everything I just said. That's exactly what it means. Uh, If you guys remember Scott, he wrote in last week, I believe, said he was in Chattanooga for a couple of weeks. Scott sent the follow-up email, listened to the podcast, says, hey, hey, Scott, heard the podcast this morning. I would definitely be down to drive toward y'all. Let me know and we can line something up. All right. Scott wants to have a beer with the boys. Scott, you got the Rona? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You trying to get us the Rona? your name Scott Rona? (laughs) I'm getting my uh, my Corona shot, um, you know, like Tamari. So, uh, yeah. So now, um, as you as we always do, I'm going to go over to our Twitter page. You can find us there on Twitter at Weekly Games Chat. We have a new. Uh, I will read that later. Let's see here. No, we got a new message. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, I will go here next. Thank you for everyone who follows us. I'll get to those real quick. Let me find our notifications mentions um big riff actually this is confirming the tie in the front of the show to the back end of the show uh sent y'all via john a little something i've been listening since 2017 it's been a long road one global pandemic a motorcycle accident a host retiring later i'm glad y'all are still going here's to 300 more and we outlined at the beginning of the show what that was and once again big riff thank you very much And, and when the day comes where I can sit across from these two guys. We record a show, then head to Chipotle. That's going to be some of the best Chipotle we've ever had. I hope they feel the same way. Um, uh, <laughs> mustache, no cap, gamer cat uh, says, these are best for large-handed people like me. And I'd say the host of Weekly Games Chat. And it is a... Oh, it's one of those... Split, split pad pro... Yeah, what you put your um, switch in, like so you can all hear. I, I may have a, a quick update for you guys. Mm-hmm. We may be getting that, and Ooh. they may be donating that as a three hundred giveaway. Possibly, just saying. So, everyone, wins. it is what it is. Uh, we got a lot of love for episode three hundred, um, and all that stuff. So, and also, if you haven't been paying attention to Twitter, Chris and I. Uh, and and even to some extent, John, when we watch events, we've been kind of going live on this channel. Yeah. Um, and you're going to be able to see those notifications there. Uh, of course, that's it. <laughs> and now they'll actually work with the link yeah. when you for, click them. For, for a while, if you went here and you're thinking to yourself, no, nah, boys, I went there and it didn't take me. We fixed it. Someone, uh, do you remember who it was, told us the link wasn't working? Might have been Walter like, Actual. And we fixed it. Yes. It should be fixed now. So or maybe very, it was very nice. I can't remember. Um, reminder two. that our Twitter page is where you can message us directly. That's called a DM, John. See, a DM is. Uh, and you can tell us you want to be in the con- uh, contest. Episode 300, 
a chance to win at least one of three prizes. And I may have teased that there may be more. So uh, I don't think there's anything else I want to add because we did have a lot of emails. So let's go to back to our home spot. Let's see if we got any new followers. We're approaching a pretty big milestone, I think. Uh, at Dan Can Ham. What's up? That's a great name. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the follow. Following you back. At T Beckman Frost, thank you for the follow, following you back. And at EMZ the Gamer, thank you for the follow, following you back. Uh, and apparently you're a cool YouTuber named EMZ the Gamer. Um, and I'm sure our fans can go check you out and let you know if you're cool or not. Hopefully you are, because mm-hmm. they're mean if you're not. I'm kidding. Uh, but that's all I got over on Twitter. Let me just refresh real quick for our last little social spot you can find us at. There's nothing. Uh there's nothing. Chris already checked, so sweet. And that, of course, is our Discord. We have the greatest Discord community in the world. If you're not in it, you're missing out. Um, and to find an invite for that, that previously mentioned Twitter account has a pinned message that has a link to get there. So right now, ask yourself, what are you waiting for? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, boys, this has been episode... 301 let that marinate for a little bit 301 99 more to go it's real funny when we brought up platinum that question um nacho says plat only has platinum 10 games and he lamoud them which means he has thrown some shade and a pot shot at the lack of platinum trophies that platinum has walter then says that's 10 more than me only 10 more than me uh, I think, but, but listen, I believe this is just some, some good fun between uh, friends of the show friend. They, they've befriended each other, Chris and John. So now they're throwing pot shots at each other. This is the community we've bred and, and brought up. I think this is, this is acceptable behavior. What do you guys think? <laughs> I yep, don't know. Says it all. <laughs> says it all. <laughs> um, and, and yeah. And, uh, you know, we were wondering about Platt. He was one of the first to say he wanted to be in the contest, which does mean he still listens. So that makes me happy. Or checks Platt's, Twitter, one or the other. Or checks Twitter, <laughs> one, of the, uh, one of the two. But I know he's going to be a lawyer someday. But you guys got anything else to add before we kind of technically wrap this show up? I I've think, never wrapped it. I think that's it. That much. Yeah, episode 301, wherever you find us. Um, are you going to go ahead and start the, you're starting the thing? You're doing the thing? I'm doing, doing the, the thing. thing? Wherever you find us, uh, please leave feedback, whether it be five stars or whatever. Um, If you find us to be mediocre, just leave us four stars. Let's make it easy on everybody, okay? Uh, We appreciate you guys that listen week to week. We appreciate you guys in Twitch chat that listen here on Tuesdays and then listens on the show when it comes out. Um, Stay tuned, of course, for the official post-show hang. That's right. It's a thing. Um, to you guys, I'll simply say game on, Chris and John. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. Game on to you both. <laughs> and as I always say, peace out, everybody. What is it that I say as I delay a little bit? Dog life. I think I say your mom's box. I already said it. Okay. <laughs>